Welcome to the Stream of David, and now your host, David Strickle. Hi, and welcome to the Stream of David show. I am here with one of our favorite guests. I should say co-host, really, at this point, Matt Garden. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hey, David. How are you? Good. I can be a favorite Good. guest. You'd rather be I a favorite guest than a co-host? Yeah, I'd rather be a crowd favorite. A crowd favorite. I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So I'm going to dive into our, our topic today, which is, is sort of picking up on this, this triangle um, that the stream delivered to us uh, on Friday in our mastery, Taya Mastery group. And the reason I like the triangle so much is it, it does sort of complete, for me, complete the process of creation and, and the process of really all spiritual practice and all connection to to source and by that i, I will tell you what the, the triangle wow. is for those of you who weren't no. in our time master meeting on friday yeah, no which pressure, is a little triangle no just pressure. about everybody listening uh so that is a triangle <laughs> that consists of law of attraction is, yep. is is one one um the other is polarity so we we've heard a lot from the stream uh, about polarity. They, they have been coming through very, very strong now for years about the fact that we need to pay more attention to polarity uh, regarding our vibration than we do to law of attraction. Because everybody's teaching about law of attraction out there. And I hear almost daily from people that say that they've you know followed XYZ and they have had trouble manifesting the things they really want. But they believe in it because they see how easy it is to manifest certain things in their lives and they see it working for and against other people. So it's easy to prove that law of attraction is real and much more difficult for most people to master it, it seems. And that's what this is all about, is mastering law of attraction. So the, 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 the third angle of the triangle, if you will, is vibrational flow. And we are talking a lot lately. When I say we, those of us in the Thai practice, the stream and myself, we are all talking about the, the very important topic of vibrational flow because we've talked about the vibrational spiral. You spiral up, you spiral, spiral down. But we all have a vibrational flow because polarity is pulling us through this never-ending fluctuation of our vibration. And we all know it. Some days we are up and we feel great, and other days we are lower in vibration and we don't feel as good, and there may not even be a particular reason behind it. But that vibrational flow is based on the universal law of polarity, pulling our vibration up and down the spiral as we, as we go through life so that we're attracting a mix of unwanted things and wanted things. And inevitably, the question comes up, well, why in the world do we want to attract unwanted things? It's because the unwanted things that we attract, that we come in contact with, that we observe, are there to inspire new creation. And new creation is the reason that we manifest as physical beings. And I know I make that sound very simple. <laughs> That's the David explanation. I think the stream would take a little longer to explain that and go into greater detail. But it makes so much sense if you think about it. That law of attraction is like gravity. We're attracting everything into our lives. 
And it's always a mix of positive and negative. And some of us are receiving more positive than negative and others are receiving more negative than positive. Most of us want more of the things that we want and less of the things that we do not. And we get really frustrated because there are these you know, handful of things that we think we have to have to be happy, or at least that we need to be happy. Money, uh, positive relationships in our lives, good health, uh, bodily conditions beyond healthy, healthy even that, that, that please us, having a body that we like, in other words. These things we place a lot of pressure upon. And when we place a lot of pressure upon something, we think about it a lot. And we think about it a lot. We're going to be thinking about it through a vibrational flow up and down the spiral, which means we're going to be thinking positively about it and attracting it. And then we're going to be thinking negatively about it through lower vibrational flow and actually pushing it away and attracting things of opposite nature if we focus upon them. So learning vibrational flow, in my opinion, is more valuable than understanding law of attraction or really focusing on law of attraction or even polarity. Matt, what do you think uh, with all of that? Very long explanation. <laughs> yeah, what was the middle bit? Um, no, I think I, I think it's kind of the it's the it's not really the anchor, but it's the missing piece that kind of ties the other two together. So I I agree with you. Law of attraction very easy. What you think you get. Um, polarity um, is what kind of holds that balance in in place, right? Where you have you have you know uh, uh, po positive emotion and negative emotion, or positive energy and negative energy, and then the flow is this idea of our progress or our you know existence within that those other two laws. Um, and I think that's where it gets really interesting. It's that it's like if you it, and everyone kind of comes at it from the law of everyone kind of comes at it from the is that better. Everyone kind of comes at it from uh, the law of uh, attraction because they're more interested in in that than 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 the other two. Uh, no one really pays much attention to polarity because that's kind of one that can be a bit uh, a bit frustrating. But flow is this idea that y y the more you the more you understand and get into the law of flow, the less static you have in your life because. You know, as as the, the the stream teachers, there's no there's nothing wrong. We're the ones who think that negative energy is bad and positive energy is good. We add that kind of um, emotional morality to to up and down. You know, to to the universe. The universe doesn't care if if everything is negative. It's just part of the balancing mechanism. Exactly. It's the, the, the understanding the flow, I think, is, is, is going to be a big game changer in our teachings and anyone that's following these teachings and following the Taya practice because you begin to understand that it's natural for us to have this vibrational flow and that unwanted things are a natural occurrence in our world and in our lives. And here we've spent, you know, all of humanity thinking that, you know, these things are bad, they're evil, they're awful. We have to focus on the things that we don't want. And focusing on the things that we don't want is exactly what is attracting them and giving them power and continuing them in our lives. And I see evidence of that everywhere. Look at politics. The, 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 the person that we push against the most has the most power, Right. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about American politics. I'm talking anywhere. It's very, very true that when we focus on the things that we don't want, we get more of them. 
And when we start judging and labeling unwanted things as bad or evil or awful or whatever, that's what we're focusing on. And instead, if we begin embracing our obstacles and understanding that we are manifesting them through a lower vibrational flow, which is natural, which means we are not going to beat ourselves up about it because it's going to happen no matter what. I tell people uh, when they when they talk about Taya or joining Taya Bootcamp that Taya is not a cure for polarity. It's not a cure for love attraction. And it's certainly not a cure for vibrational flow. And it, it gives us a set of tools to work within that system because you can't change the system. But yeah. if you begin embracing the negative things in your life and doing the quote unquote work to keep your vibration high, you're going to have a lot less negative things to even deal with because you're not fearing them. You're not demonizing them. You're up in high vibration more of the time. And then when you, your vibrational flow flows down and what I've come to understand that our vibrational flow goes down and we are in a less energized state of being. We're a little lethargic. We're just not as, as up and as, as motivated as before. But much of the what takes us down in that lower vibrational flow is not the flow itself. It's our triggers. So mm -hmm. judging things as negative, as awful, hearkening back to, to difficult times in our lives, fearing manifesting something of like nature in the future, all of these things that we do that drag our vibration down further and further and further. We have control over that. We don't have control over the lower vibrational flow. And the interesting thing that the stream has said, that if we get triggered, we are already in low vibration to begin with. We just don't realize it because we're so used to it and we're so used to allowing it and we're not paying attention to our, our where our vibration is. And if we are able to get triggered by anything, we're already in low vibration to begin with, and then we allow something to trigger us down. So we can control all of that. So just imagine getting into a state of being where you're really riding the high waves and enjoying that and doing the work through meditation, through appreciation, all of these things that we do to keep our vibration higher, our default vibration higher. And then when it drops a little bit, simply appreciating and allowing the lower vibrational flow to be and then anything that triggers you is an opportunity to, to detune a transgressor in your life. Why did that trigger me? And that's, that's the way I live life now. If I get triggered at all, the first thing I'm going to do is stop and realize, wow, I just got triggered. I'm down the spiral. I'm DTS, as we like to call it. What took me there? And what do I need to detune in my life that took me there? Is it something that's just an ongoing uh, situation that's rooted somewhere in my past? Is it some judgment that I'm holding about something that's going on in the world right now? What is it? Let's explore that. Let's detune it through a process of appreciation and let's move back up the spiral into higher vibrational territory. Exactly. And that's, and I think that um, part of that awareness and part of that realization that you're being triggered is, is you know, um, honoring the law of the law of flow which is you just get down there and that's what's happening and just ride it out enjoy the enjoy the ride exactly you know, it's, it's and like it's uh, once you understand that it's natural and it's a flow of, because i think one of the problems that we run into when you start learning about law of attraction and you start following the different law of attraction thought leaders and, and there's nothing wrong with any of them they're not saying i'm not encountering anything in law of attraction teachings that is not correct 
what I am encountering is a very surface level, very often um, exploration of the law of attraction. I, I will tell you, Matt, I don't, I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but there's a law of attraction movie that's out. Oh, yeah. And it's new. There was original law of attraction uh, based on the, the book, The Secret. And now there's a new movie uh, based on The Secret book yet again. And I watched it over the weekend. And it was... <laughs> It was kind of what I would imagine. I don't know. In Australia, do you have Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel or Hallmark movies? Probably not. No, we've got Hallmark cards, though, so I know I know what you mean by that. Well, we have an entire uh, t television network in the United States. I've never seen it. I, I assume, well, I don't have cable anymore, so I don't have it anymore. But back when I had yeah. cable, I assume I had it. But I, you know, I don't watch Lifetime movies. I don't watch Hallmark movies. But I always, I, I have an idea of what they're like. And I was describing this to somebody this morning. And she said, oh, that's exactly what a Hallmark movie is. Very <sighs> kind of saccharine. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's uplifting, very positive, And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Yeah. But this movie made me think of what a Hallmark movie must be, where Katie Holmes uh, plays this woman who um, is a widow with, with, I think, three kids. And Katie Holmes she's... is in the Tom Cruise Katie Holmes? Yes. Katie, oh, uh, wow. Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Katie yeah. Holmes. Um, looking great. Nice job acting. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to go down that negative path, but just the movie itself... It was just one of those, if you, you know, you, the kid said, you know, I, I want pizza and pizza shows up at the door. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was kind of that message in the movie. And it was a, it was meant to be a good, uplifting, positive movie. And I respect that. The yeah, thing yeah. That, that troubles me, though, with all of the work that I've done and all of the things that we've developed is it was very much about material things only, first of all. And secondly, yeah. it was just, a, you know, think about what you want and it just shows up and life is just perfect. Yeah. And the funniest thing, I'm going to spoil the movie for everyone. In the end, the little girl gets her pony. <laughs> oh, wow. So mom marries the rich guy and then the little girl gets a pony and everybody lives happily ever after. And I, I like the idea that it's getting, and, and that's what the stream says. The stream is not critical of the secret at all or, or any other teachings. They are saying yeah. that those teachings are out there for the people that are ready for that message in that way. And it's perfection. Yeah. And I get yeah. that. So for us, you know, we've gone so deep into this, this Taya practice that's, that is a lot deeper than what the secret teaches. It's very easy for our egos to kick in and say, well, you know, there's a whole lot more to it than that. What I yeah. will say is that the reason The Secret is one of the best-selling books of all time is because we all innately understand the law of attraction. We see it working in our lives, but it's very easy to get frustrated when you're seeing a movie telling you or a book you know, that tells you if you just think of something, it's just going to show up on your front door. Yeah. And I believe that can happen, but for most human beings, it does not because we are existing yeah. in polarity and we all have a vibrational flow. Yeah. Yeah. So and that, and that learning about learning to appreciate that flow is is the the final step of of mastering this experience really. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think so that easy, that's I, I feel like and now we're talking triangle I can't say we've come full circle but I really do feel like we've <laughs> we've we've really I'm closed the gap. Shape. Yeah, yeah, because the the Taya practice has always been about about polarity more than about law of attraction and understanding yeah. polarity. But now that we're uncovering, you know, these, and we're not really uncovering what we're doing is we're all co-creating this together. All of us that are practicing Taya, people that are in boot camp, people that have yet to be in boot camp, people that are in mastery, 
all of this community that follows the stream's teachings, we're all building this and creating this together. And yeah. this is where we are now in these teachings. And it's like the Holy Grail to me that we understand law of attraction, we understand polarity, then you put those two together and we get vibrational flow. And wow, our whole, our lives are vibrational flow. And they're ups and downs. And once we yeah. learn that, then we can start working within that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think I'm going to bring the stream in today. They probably don't want any part of this criticizing movies or, or the secret book <laughs> that, that I'm doing my very 3D rendition here of my ego egocentric criticisms of, of other law of attraction teachers. But we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to continue this conversation about this magical triangle that we've come up with. We haven't even named it yet, but we'll be right back. Perfect. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are back with Matt Garden talking about the, the magical golden triangle <laughs> that I'm going to call it for right now, for lack of a better <laughs> term, and, and uh, the, the law of vibrational flow. So we yeah, were we exactly. kind of got into talking about it and got into a little bit of discussion about the the secret movie that's out right now. I was going to say it's it's doing really well. It was one of the top movies in iTunes over the weekend, so I I did watch it and it has a good good message at heart. But a lot of us that are quite quote unquote practicing the law of attraction, which we all really are, but trying to be more intentional with it, if you will, it can it can be very frustrating to see that's that that the depiction of you just think of something and it just shows up because we have these things that we want in our lives and we want them so much. We think about them often and when we think about them often. We're going to be pondering these thoughts through a cycle of vibrational flow and through the cycle of vibrational flow, some things you're actually going to chase away from you because you want them so much. And that's, that's a key component of the streams teachings is to release the vibration of need because the vibration of need is the vibration of I do not have it, it is not here. And since the universe, as you were saying earlier, Matt, only answers yes, you're just going to stay in a perpetual state of not having it, which is why we yeah. stay in these, these recurring states of not enough money, poor health, bad relationships, toxic work environment, whatever it is, that's why we see these recurring themes. And once you learn about vibrational flow and start to work with that, I think that is the key. In fact, I know it's the key. I see it work in the tire practice all the time to breaking these, these cycles. 
Yeah, and I think, David, you're absolutely right, but I think we should make the point that any advanced student of any topic is going to get frustrated with a simplistic explanation of that topic. You know, and so when there's this film that comes out about law of attraction, we're going to say, no, it's so much more than that, and you're missing the nuance, and you don't understand this, and you don't understand that, because we've pushed beyond the initial introduction. You know, I think it's a good thing, as flawed as it is, the fact that there's a movie about this that's doing well on iTunes is amazing. Exactly. You know, because it's, it's, it's introducing it's, a whole new crop of people to this idea. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and in a way, it's kind of a bit of a, um, what are they called? Um, Clifton Notes or the, the, you know, Reader's Digest? Cliff's Notes. It's Cliff's Notes. It's kind of like, you know, poorly put together Cliff's Notes on, on the subject. Um, and it will give people one of two things. One, they'll just get frustrated and say it's all hocus pocus. Or two, they might be interested and dig a little further. And, and they're the kind of people that will be drawn into the... Um, into the, into the world and you know if you if you the world of of, of loa and, and, and tire and, and, and mysticism and, and esoteric thought but if you think about uh the secret that was released what 20 years ago maybe yeah, it was right around early 2000s ago. definitely yeah 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 so there's a generation of of people that that haven't read it you know or seen it and those of us who have read it, it was a while ago and so you kind of need to bring the next wave you know send the next kids down you need the next wave of people to um to come into the message so as frustrating as it is i think it's good that that you know there's a film about it um even though it is it is you know deeply flawed uh and i think uh you know the, the other point i wanted to make is we're sitting here talking about, oh, just stay in flow. Oh, just, you know, appreciate polarity. Oh, just do this. As simple as these rules are, they're very, very, very difficult to master. You know, and, and you, David, you've been doing this for like 10 years and you're still learning stuff. No, I'm you perfect, know. Matt. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw, uh, I think I shared it in the mastery chat group that, w that we all have uh, this, this ad for su superhumans. And I'm not going to name yeah. names. There's some spiritual teachers that are have put together this this group yeah. of superhumans, and I just kind of laughed and thought, "Wow, superhumans, okay." <laughs> because we're not supposed to be superhumans. We're not supposed to be perfect. We're not supposed to live perfect lives. We're supposed to come and live lives of contrast and, mm. and encounter problems and overcome. And the nice thing about accepting that, I'm a much happier person in my acceptance of the imperfection. As, as the stream says, the perfection of imperfection, I think I'm a much happier person than I was at a time when I was trying to be perfect. Oh, absolutely. And I think that and I'm probably closer to what you might call perfection now, just as a being, than I was when I was trying so hard to be perfect because I've let go of that expectation now. Exactly. And so you have much less negative emotion and negative focus in your life. You know, things, things, um, are, and, and I'm sure you do this too, David. There, there are situations I find myself in again where I'm like, wow, I'm reacting totally differently now to the way I normally react in this sort of situation. And the first couple of times it happens, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, dis, you know, it's a little bit disconcerting. You have, um, you, you kind of have a little bit of jet lag in your own life. You're kind of sitting there 
watching yourself in the third person react completely differently to a situation that used to really trigger you. Yeah, it's it's um, a, it's a magical thing when you get there, but you're right, it, and it takes some getting used to. And all of this that we talk about takes work. It's 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 yeah. for most people, it takes some effort to unlearn the the negative beliefs, the limiting beliefs, the the triggers, all of that transgressor yeah. stuff. That's the work is yeah. unlearning all of that that we've picked up throughout our lifetimes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that's that's. You've, you've, some people, you know, you, you have people in your, uh, in, in your boot camp who are, who are, you know, retirees, 70 years old, 73 years old. They, that's a lot of lifetime to unlearn. You know, uh, I mean, I started this work when I was, you know, when uh, mid-30s, late-30s, and even then I struggled to kind of, there's a lot of stuff that you, a lot of habits you've picked up, a lot of very firmly held beliefs that you never questioned. Um... And there is effort in, in unwiring your reality. Um, and I think that's part of, you know, that, that's, that's part of the law of polarities coming into play there because sometimes we hold on to beliefs that don't serve us. Um, and and uh, they're just as powerful as the beliefs that, that do serve us. In fact, often they're more powerful. How many times have you heard of people who are terrified about something and guess what? that thing happens because they're so focused on it. Um, you know, I, I really like this realization that the universe doesn't actually care what you want. It will just give you what you're thinking about. And that's, that's the thing no that we have to realize that the universe yeah. is not judgmental. And, and if we, anyone that was raised in religion is taught exactly the opposite yeah. of that, that there is a judgmental yeah. deity in the sky, if you will, yeah. that is judging everything. And, and so it's natural or understandable, I should say, for us to have this idea that the universe is this benevolent thing that should be taking care of us. But then we turn around and look at all the suffering in the world and say, well, gosh, if we have this, this all-powerful deity, why are people suffering? Mm -hmm. And what we've learned from the stream, to me, makes so much more sense And that the universe is not judging any of it. The universe is simply delivering an experience, and that's there's evidence of that everywhere, everywhere, that the universe is saying, yes, yes, yes. If you feel abused, you're going to be abused. If you feel like a victim, you're going to be a victim. If you feel sick, you're going to continue to be sick. And we see this in our lives, and it's very easy to shut down and say, well, that's not fair. But the universe isn't about judging, and the universe is not about being fair. The universe is about creating experiences and delivering what we focus upon. And we all know that when we change what we focus upon, our lives change. And that's the message that I want to get out. That even in vibrational flow, your life can be a lot better. And the nice thing about the Taya practice, or my favorite thing, is not that you manifest every single thing that you want, because you don't. And not that your life becomes this perfect this picture of perfection. That's why I joked and, and you instantly understood that I was joking. It's mm -hmm. not about the perfection. It's about appreciating the up and the down and then no longer fearing or judging negative as, as the negative aspects of our lives. And I have seen enough transformation coming out of boot camp to, to I, I feel that if we make this a more well-known mainstream practice, this is going to change the world. Because so much suffering is, is, is in existence because of the pushing against 
and the demonization and the self-judgment and all of these things that can be changed. And I see people changing it in their lives against great odds. And when I see that, I get excited. And that's why I share our most extreme stories over and over and over again, because I want people to understand if there's something in your life that you think you cannot change, if you are in this perpetual state of victimhood and say that I'm blaming victims and things like that, that's not the case. I want you to see yourself as different so you never have to be a victim again. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that, that belief that you're a victim is keeping you there. Exactly. That, yeah. that perpetual, yeah. uh, hearkening back. And, and, and I'm talking about that a lot personally, because I, that's a good way to describe it. We hearken back to that time when something did not go well, whether it was extreme or not, it doesn't matter. We create our bubbles of reality. And I hear different problems that people have all the time from, you know, someone who lost a child to someone who has been physically and sexually abused in their lives, all the way over to someone who's holding on to trauma because their parents didn't let them play a sport in high school. And they are traumatized yeah, yeah. as an adult because of that. And it's easy yeah. to judge that as not a big deal, but to that person, it was and continues to be and creates transgressor energy in their lives. And regardless of how it was created, it's holding you back from happiness now. So let's go deal with that so that you don't have yeah. to live the rest of your life that way. Yeah, because that's that's the key that, that uh, the stream keeps saying. It's like that the, the, the more you can focus on a happy state of mind, a genuinely happy state of mind, the better your life will be. And I like that you said genuinely. There's a um, part of the, the new book that I'm, that I'm writing right now, the Taya book, uh, that talks about cheerfulness. That mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be cheerful, in the, in, even though internally I'm in turmoil, I'm going to put a brave face out to the world. Well, your, your true vibration is still not one of true happiness, true self-love, true appreciation of all that is. So... For me, cheerful is not good enough. I want more than that. I want to be in appreciation of all that is. I want to be in a state of self-love and appreciation. I want to be able to, to observe anyone and anything and, and allow them to have their unique experience without judgment, which really changes your life. When you start viewing the world without judgment and simply focus on discerning your preferences and not needing other people to change their behavior to please you, like all of this, um, I don't think you have it in the where you are, but the United States, we have all of these people that are refusing to wear masks and all of this judgment about masks and no masks. And it's just yeah, made okay. what is already sort of a challenging time much more challenging for a lot of people. And it's interesting to me that people are allowing themselves to, to really get so upset about someone not falling lockstep in line with, with mass you know, behavior when that never happens. We, we don't have yeah. any topic that I can think of where everybody just obeys and follows and agrees. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I don't know why yeah. we're suddenly so shocked that everyone isn't just throwing on a mask in public because it's yeah. not surprising. People do things against the rules all the time, blatantly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's, yeah, yeah, there's a whole host of reasons for that. You know, and, and most of them are emotional. And I think if you stop and think about it, most of the times you've reacted, uh, uh, um, I don't want to say badly, but most of the times you've reacted spontaneously in, in your life have been 
emotional triggers that do that. And I think we're starting to realize just how important our emotions are, how much more important than anything our emotions are. Um, because they do, they do influence almost every decision you make. In fact, it, they, they, they influence every decision other than a, an instinctive uh, subconscious one. Um, you know, and, well, and in, the, in speaking of vibrational flow, I can see in a moment when someone around me is frustrated, they're just going to continue to, to tee up more things to be frustrated about until they break that cycle. And where yeah. we differ is that we have the tools and use the tools to stop ourselves in the moment, raise our vibe and change the trajectory of the, the moment so that we're no longer manifesting additional things to become frustrated about. And that is life changing yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, 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 and quite liberating too, when you, when you, and again, it's about this flow, isn't it? When you get into the flow and you realize that, okay, this has happened. It's frustrating. Okay. That's happened. It's frustrating. But the more you can accept it and see what the learning is in all of this, the um, the 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 quicker you can evolve and expand, and you know the the other thing that was that I find fascinating about the, f the streams teachings is this idea of um, as above, so below, uh, and it's the idea that these these patterns and these laws happen at every scale of of the universe, and that what's happening on Earth is exactly what's happening. In, in the planets, in the solar systems, in the multiverses, in in everywhere else, you know, there is this constant tug of um, energy and attention and polarity and flow. And when we go down and create a solution and create uh, an outcome and expand in that creation, that contributes to universal expansion. You know, we are very, very much connected to the expansion of the universe. Our experiences directly contribute to the universal expansion. Yeah, we, we can get in. In fact, uh, when we come back from break in a moment, we can kind of do a little quick dive into these layers of, of reality or layers yeah. of other realms that are all around us all the time. And like you said, it's a, yeah. it's a wormhole. Everything operates yeah. the same. We'll be right back yeah. with Matt Carden. Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. I'm so comfortable in my skin and who I am that it just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. I'm so full of joy and clarity every day to feel this good and this amazing. I, as I said, there's, there's no words. I can't stress enough how wonderful this program is. I was living in fear. My life felt like it was a constant groundhog day. Every morning I woke up, I felt, oh, here we go again, you know. This is the first time I feel like I took control of my own life. Probably the best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life, and now I am living it. I'm creating it, and it's not a dream anymore, it's reality. It's time to awaken to abundance with the Taya practice in Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today to learn more about the Taya practice and book your free discovery meeting.
we're back with Matt Garden talking about the golden triangle, the magic triangle. We haven't named it yet. And the, the magic of <laughs> vibrational flow. We'll come up with a name real soon. I'm sure it'll just pop in like everything else does. But I, I do want to kind of get into this, this layers of, of alternate reality because it, it came up uh, in the mastery uh, get together that we had last week. And then over the weekend, I was working on the book and actually you asked this question, Matt, about the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I channeled a response, and as the stream can do, the response is about three pages long. And it's <laughs> it, as we have learned and suspected, and they've touched on this before, the, the pineal gland is the connector between the universe and our physical being. Mm -hmm. And they showed me, and I have to find words for this, and I haven't really adequately found all the words for it, but I got a picture of this endless existence and multiple just endless forms of reality all layered and it's not out somewhere else away from here it's all right here right now including endless possibilities of what's going to happen next and what has happened before mm -hmm. and we're continually adjusting and expanding and, and if you will rewriting these things backward and forward vibrationally and the, the, the snapshot of nonlinear time is so hard to describe, but I've seen it and I get it. And now my work is to try to express it to other people so that they can understand what, what the stream is trying to communicate or is communicating. And we're just trying to understand actually this idea of just endless layers of reality always being not in linear time, but shifting and, and evolving and expanding based on how we are responding to the experience that we're in. And that's where this really comes in, into play. This vibrational flow is understanding that there are other versions of this current reality that we can dial into. And 5D is a different perception of 3D. It's not a different place. It's a and it's it's experiencing 3D in a, in a higher vibrational way is what 5D is, and I know that those are human created terms. They're not necessarily stream terms, but I like them. They do make sense. They communicate that people yeah. you know, the 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 focusing on what is is 3D and what's beyond that is beyond 3D. Exactly, and and the analogy kind of holds because you know the first three dimensions of 5D are 3D. You know, it's not like there are eight dimensions and when you're in 5D, you completely leave the first three ones, you know. And, and I think just the, the a lot of the stuff the stream says is our purpose is to come here and have a rich life experience. And if we have that with the knowledge of that purpose and if the knowledge of how those experiences are created, we're still having that 3D experience just with the extra two dimensions layered on top. You know, it's like having a brownie and a chocolate fudge brownie. You know, they're kind of, the, the, you know, they're both delicious, but the chocolate fudge one is just like extra nice. Uh, <laughs> and the other. I like that, the chocolate fudge brownie. Well, the thing that got me yeah. too about, in getting into the pineal gland is that all of that reality, we always think in terms of space and distance and all of these units of measurement that, that we use as human beings because we perceive things in, in a physical way. But the entire universe is, is is this little microscopic dot in in our pineal gland, 
It's all there. So the entire universe is in our mind, but our mind is also, it's, it's sort of a within and without scenario where it's all there and it's in there and it's also without. Yeah. And, and the, the pineal gland itself is like the size of a couple of grains of rice. Like it's tiny, tiny, you know, um, which is, which is a beautiful irony, isn't it? That we think the universe is so big and, and actually it's, it's, at the same time has no size. Exactly. We, we are experiencing a physical scale and we assume yeah. that all physical reality is, is a similar physical scale to earth. And when yeah. the questions about aliens and life on other planets comes around, it's always interesting to me when the stream says you're not even in scale, that we're a speck yeah. of dust in someone else's world. And there are other worlds that are specks of dust or less really in our world that we're not even aware of that blew my mind when I heard that. And actually, again, made more sense logically than just assuming, why do we assume? Why do we assume that yeah. beings can't exist on a planet whose, whose weather is different than planet earth? We're assuming from a human perspective. And the stream yeah, says that's exactly. where we're really, that's where we're really missing so far in science is assuming that everything is like earth and it's not. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and ca a carbon-based life form is particularly fragile. You know, <clears throat> it's particularly fragile. It's particularly slow-moving. It's not terribly advanced. Why would you know? If we were traveling through time and space, we would have evolved out of a carbon-based life form. Um, I just want to go back to what you were saying about time. You know, or, or being kind of layered on on top of itself. And. I think it's, it's this concept of spontaneous time that we have so much trouble understanding because we, we have such a vivid experience of linear time. You know, for us, it's everything. One goes after the other, after the other, after the other. And, and what the stream's teaching and, and what you've had, you know, a, a glimpse of. And um, I've, I've, I've witnessed it for a moment too a couple of years ago. is just this sense of, oh, my God. Every possible thing is infinitely happening simultaneously, you know? And so there's no history, there's no future. There is just an, a nowness. Um, and, and, and in every instant that that is shifting and changing and evolving, it continues to be the present moment. And it's kind of terrifying to wrap your, to try and wrap your head around that. Um, and it's almost, it's almost kind of impossible. It's like, to, 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 my way of dealing with it is the 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 best way you can understand spontaneous time is like asking a bird to swim. You know, it, it almost can't do it because it, it's just not designed that way. Well, we we are um, living in three D and we're living with an ego yeah. human consciousness and the stream. And and I, I heard this this morning in my my team meeting. The people that actually work in my business that are actually also in our Taya Mastery program, they were talking about how the stream in that meeting was, they were sort of directing us back to, that's great, we can go out and explore that, but let's come back to planet Earth, to 3D, to your human experience, because all of this idea of past life exploration is so vast for us, we can't even begin to explore it in, in our linear time, much less comprehend it. That's why there's there's limited value in that for us because everything that we're perceiving, we are perceiving from a human perspective anyway. So they're always going to bring us back here. You are here. You chose to be on planet Earth at this time. 
in this body, in this life, whether you like it or not, this is what you chose and this is the experience. And if you start appreciating it rather than criticizing it and pushing against it, you will begin having a very different human experience. And that's the message that we get over and over and over again to come back here and explore this and use these, if you will, 5D tools to enhance our 3D life experience which is the yeah, best that we can ask for now anyway. Add some chocolate fudge to your brownie. Yeah. You know, if we're only going to live on this planet and linear time, you know, 90, 100 years max, then and we're eternal beings, why are we all so concerned about what's going on outside of planet Earth? You don't go on a vacation and sit and, you know, you go to some island, beautiful resort somewhere and sit and dream about being in Paris. You're going to go and have the experience that you're having on the island resort at that time because it's temporary and you chose to go and do that. The stream has used that analogy many times that we chose to come here. This is our little weekend trip. We are here to focus on this. We are here to expand in this experience and not hearkening back to what we perceive as other lives. Not that we don't exist in other ways, but every single one of these past lives that we perceive we are perceiving from our current human perspective. So there's not a whole lot of value in those anyway. And I know a lot of people find value and I think everything has the power that we give to it. But when you spend this life really exploring what's beyond earth and wanting to get beyond 3D, then you're missing out on a lot of the, the value here in this 3D lifetime. Exactly. And I think one of the things that kind of struck me in, in our mastery call was, you know, because I'm terribly curious about, well, what's out there and what's next and what else is going on? And, you know, the stream was like, look, your soul is having endless other experiences. The best thing you can do is enjoy this one that your soul is having. You know, don't worry about the others. They're all being had perfectly. Just focus on the experience you're having. That's the best value you can add to your soul. Exactly. You know, and, and that's why we don't have that knowledge and that, that recollection uh, automatically. It's something that we have to sort of reach for and explore. But I have found that all of these, uh, our brains, in an attempt to comprehend the energetic realm, will humanize it so that we can try to comprehend what we're absorbing. And we're only going to absorb a, a minute fraction of what's available anyway. Mm. So in that attempt to, to comprehend... Just like having a dream, our brain is going to create this scenario that makes sense to us so that we can decode and understand what we're experiencing. Yeah, exactly. And in doing that, we add the most value to, to universal expansion, really. I think the, the, the expansion occurs when you reach this place of being so quote unquote enlightened that you understand that there's no true enlightenment, <laughs> mm -hmm. that enlightened really is just having an open mind and being allowing of alternate possibilities and being allowing to me, my version of this is being allowing of every being on the planet to have their unique experience without my judgment. If someone wants yeah. or needs my help with something, I'm there for them but I'm not here to get involved in other people's experience and judge it as this is wrong and you shouldn't be doing that. And you shouldn't be having this this way. And you need to come do it this way. I am here with a set of tools offering it to anyone that's interested, that feels aligned with it, but that's not the same as saying, hey, you're doing this wrong. You know, you shouldn't be doing that thing 
that way or you shouldn't be having that kind of life. It's just the life experience that you, that you had. I just, uh, before we got on, I just learned that a, a guy I went to high school uh, with just died of a drug overdose oh. at 52. And the guy that was his, his best friend in high school died of a drug-related crime or in our early 30s. And both of these guys stayed in my little hometown, and they both had that experience. And I remember mm. when the first one died, I was a lot younger. I was in my early 30s as well, of course, and thinking it was so sad and what a wasted life and all of this. Well, this time around, I, I learned of that, and I could really just be an appreciation that, hey, this is the experience that this guy had. I'm sure he had a lot of good stuff and he had some not so good stuff. And of course, all the comments uh, that I saw on this, this webpage about his death were regretful, so sad, it's so awful, it's so terrible and all of that sort of thing. And I thought it's just the experience that he had. Why do we need to judge? It's not our place to do that. And if you believe in life beyond planet Earth, he's out there flowing in perfection now anyway. So... Yeah. It's not something that I, I just don't see it as, as sad and awful and regretful and all of that stuff anymore. It just it is the experience that he had. Yeah. Well, he's back having another one, right? Instantaneously. Yeah, exactly. Instantaneously. So I remember when I was first starting all of this with you, David, I was like, well, what happens when we die? Do we, does our soul wait a long time before coming back down? And you were like, well, there's no time to your soul. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we're, so, we're so tied to this experience of linear time that it's very, very difficult to, to, to understand what it might be, must be like to not have that tick-tock, you know, of the, of the clock. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's interesting because when I first started receiving all of this, they were sort of teaching, not in linear time, but more of, you know, you come and have this life, and then when you're not here... You are uh, the, the eternal being, uh, all-knowing, all-seeing, living in the in, in, existing in this state of perfection, if you will, and you come back and you do this. But then I came to understand that that's not what they were saying. That's how I was perceiving it. And then when I really got deeper and deeper into the teachings, I realized, ah, I can communicate this differently because it's not that. It's not linear time. We're not going and coming back and going and coming back. It's, it's, it's a, a, a moment of consciousness, if you will. It's, it's a form of consciousness that we are existing in to have what we are perceiving as a, as a physical experience that has contrast because of polarity and offers expansion and how we are reacting to it, which is where yeah. the magic is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and, and our reaction of that experience contributes to universal expansion, which is a beautiful exactly. way to... To, to, to live your life, really. And that's why we're here, folks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't go too deep today. Hopefully uh, the, the the triangle that we're continuing to flesh out, I get so excited about this stuff, I just have to come on air and share it. I don't, want, I don't wait until it's all figured out. You're all helping us figure it out. So yep. why don't you send us an email at david at streamofdavid.com. Tell us what you think about this subject. And stay tuned for more. We'll be sharing more about this magical triangle in future episodes starting next week. Thank you so much for being here, Matt. I appreciate it. Pleasure, David. Thank See you, everyone. You, Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Namaste.